Hello, this is Tom Brevoort. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. You are listening to one of the hosts here for this episode tonight. Hi, President Conchu Ray. Welcome, welcome. And uh, I am uh, very pleased to be presenting this kind of new-ish episode for you. It's uh, it's one that we haven't done before, technically. It's a Conchu's Relics. So this is due to the fact of a first quarter moon in the sky. And we'll be looking at Moon Knight in cosplay, uh, in particular loonies who like to cosplay as Moon Knight. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm your host, Ray, and joining me tonight is no stranger. He is a, uh, a co-host and producer of Capes on the Couch, where comics get counselling, a friend of the show. He's been a guest on previous episodes before. He's an Omega-level loony. He is the man of a thousand voices in our audio serial adventure, The Hunt for Conchu's Golden Scepter. He's a Moon Knight fanfic writer, and he is also a Moon Knight cosplayer. Get that all on a receipt, I tell you. This is Anthony Sitko. Welcome, <laughs> Anthony. How are you going? I'm doing fantastic, right? Yeah, that would that would just about fit on a CVS receipt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lengthy one. I think it's the longest introduction I've had, but you are very much, very highly appreciated. Did I even say it? Hang on, let me just have a look. And of course, you are a Petruni. My gosh, you are one of our value Petrunis yes, as well. So, Anthony, um, uh, yeah, it's one of the longest, um, but it's um, it's really good to have you. Anthony, and really, thank you so much. Daenerys Targaryen, eat your heart out. <laughs> Off the bat, just with uh, how much you've you've uh, you know contributed to to ITK, um, being a, a fine voice in the ITK community, uh, such an avid Midnight fan. It's really fun to have you on. Um, but but we're going to talk about something slightly different. Maybe many people don't know about uh, this other this other side of you. I, well, you know, it's not something I've really hidden. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, certainly at least amongst the Moon Knight community, I always uh, appreciate this aspect of it. And whenever I get to tell my stories, and I think I've mentioned it uh, previously on this show, um, and I certainly have mentioned it on, on my show as well, Kips on the Couch, about uh, cosplaying as Moon Knight. Um, and uh, looking forward to getting back into it once we are, you know, allowed to leave our house and interact with other people again. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean that, that's that's awesome. I can't. I mean, I've got a whole slew of questions uh, I want to ask you. I mean, they just kind of rattled off my head as I was preparing the prompt sheet for us. Um, so it's it's quite interesting to to get your take on it, and uh, it's good to hear that you're you're going to. Like, I didn't know whether you were like a casual cosplayer or whether you kind of cosplay um, every so often. But uh, I guess we'll we'll find out as we go. Uh, before we continue. Loonies, I must give a shout out, and I'm shouting out straight at Anthony here. He's right in front of me. A big, gracious thank you to the Patroonies, such as Anthony. Uh, and uh, you too can be a Patroonie if you just check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash ITK Moon Knight. There's a lot of incentives and bonuses there. Uh, you'll be credited uh, for 
contributing to the show and and a huge thank you plus uh, a lot of other things as well so a big shout out to dustin justin wayne jordan josh james russell and of course anthony for all your support uh, also as well a big shout out to hello headphones empowering the gamers to play at their best and dreamland comics schoenberg illinois the superhero superstore now anthony you um you do i do w the amiga level loony because you do have a lot you have all of the issues right of moon Knight. i i do indeed um as far as i can tell i have every uh, every single uh, issue of all of his solo runs <clears throat> and then i have probably about 95 percent of his appearances at this point okay. um anytime he's he's in a comic uh, reference literally referenced in a comic sometimes yep Okay. So okay, ninety five percent. So five percent. A slim chance that you'll visit Dreamland Comics then. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going all the way out to Illinois, but yeah. I, you know, if I'm ever in the area, if I'm sure. ever in Schaumburg, <laughs> Illinois, I will definitely stop by Dreamland Comics to say hello. Excellent. Well, no, they, they're doing uh, they're doing really well, and as as usual, we'll uh, I'll give them a shout out towards the end about the discounts that you the loonies can get uh, by. Um, by checking out their promo codes. Anyway, so Anthony, uh, yeah, mate, a huge welcome. Uh, now, like before we kind of go into it as well, I just want to kind of canvas for for loonies, uh, new loonies, or people that are coming new to the show, uh, or who may not know uh, your show, Capes on the Couch. Uh, can you please tell us a little bit about the show, what you do, what you cover, format, that sort of thing. Absolutely. Uh, so Capes on the Couch is a podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Capes on the Couch is a podcast and we are approaching our 100th episode and uh, we discuss the psychiatric and mental health issues of comic book characters. My co-host and best friend is a board certified psychiatrist. And so each episode we cover a character or a theme and we break down that character's issues, um, typically three issues per character, and we discuss their various neuroses, any disorders that they have, if they are claimed in-universe to have a particular mental disorder, we'll look at how realistically they are portrayed, and then we offer treatment options, both in-universe for the character and out-of-universe for a real person uh, who may have some of these disorders or, or various uh, issues. And then at the end, we role play a little skit wherein uh, my co-host Doc Issues plays the psychiatrist and I play the patient. Mm -hmm. And we sort of role play a little therapy session for the character. And sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they are uh, serious. Um, as I said, we're coming up on 100 episodes and we're doing an award show. So cool. uh, if you go to our website, capesonthecouch.live, and uh, you go to capesonthecouch.live slash nominees, you can uh, go and vote on a variety of categories, um, you know, funniest skit, best pop culture reference, best best Marvel episode, uh, worst vocal performance by yours truly, <laughs> like it, because there's, there's been some accents I've done on the show that just, you listen, you go, what the hell is that even supposed to be? So... Cool. Uh, so it's 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 a fun thing. We're doing a mailbag. Um, we we have a Patreon as well. And Ray, you 
uh, much like I am a patron of your show, you are a patron mm-hmm. of mine. So Absolutely. you go to patreon.com slash capes on the couch and you can subscribe at a variety of levels and get some additional exclusive content, some uncensored stuff, some early access. Um, and I, I have mentioned it once or twice on the show, uh, on our show, but I'll tell your folks here, if we hit $100 a month in Patreon subscribers, Doc and I will do a monthly uh, film commentary, uh, much like Riff Tracks or Mystery Science Theater 3000, where we will mock really bad comic book movies. And <laughs> goodness knows that there are plenty of those to choose from. So we're, uh, we're, we're hoping that we get enough patrons to, to make that uh, a worthwhile endeavor. So, uh, so you could check that out. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I mean, I know that you've hit some targets already because um, you do, um, from time to time, to time, some reviews on on trades, right? So that that's yes, a- yes, we do uh, biweekly trade paperback reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, g- generally, biweekly, uh, provided you know, of course, we can um, fit it into our schedule. I know trying to fit things into schedule is. Uh, is difficult you know you understand that as a fellow podcaster so sometimes it's you know every three weeks or so but yeah but yeah we cover a variety of old comics new comics whatever is on comiXology unlimited basically is what we're yeah yeah i mean we'll we'll um i'll definitely add in not only the links in the show notes for for the show but also for the awards so so Looney's uh, really urge you to, to check it out that's really really fun stuff i mean like it's fun but it's also highly educational uh, and, and insightful I think as well like delving into it and it's fair to say that um, there's a bucket load of superheroes out there that have some sort some sort of issue um, so no surprises of course that Moon Knight um, features in it that's how I kind of came across you guys and then then I discovered yep. that you're a big Moon Knight fan so I was like oh okay <laughs> yeah we did Moon Knight very very early we did I think he was our fourth episode um because right off the bat, when Doc and I were talking about the show, we were like, I was like, well, obviously we're going to do Moon Knight because, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, he's one of my favorite characters, and B, he has a plethora of issues to choose from. Yes. So yeah. Moon Knight was, was such an early episode that the skit was improvised. That's how early it was. The very the first wow. handful of episodes, our skits were improvised because I was trying to just rely on my ability to riff on you know, topics yeah. and stuff. And then we realized that it wasn't that Doc wasn't playing as well as it as he wanted to, and also it was harder for me to react in character. Yeah. So we said, let's just write it all out so we can be thorough and we yeah. can. It, it just comes across a lot better. So yeah. I've always wanted to revisit Moon Knight and do a thorough written version. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like it's it's quite. I mean, it's quite quick thinking. If, if I didn't realize that was improvised that that early on, so that's um that's pretty cool. I always found uh, quite interesting. The I think I I heard it or I saw on um uh, one of your videos about how you actually write it, and uh, I find that because you do write it, you literally yeah you do write it with Doc, right? It's a it's a really yes. kind of um. Uh, kind of organic thing between yourselves. It's not like you know you're just writing it out and you, you're passing on the script along. So um, yeah, that, that's right. I, I was listening to you guys discussing it, and you got you're kind of going through it and you're developing it as you go along. Um, well, it's it's about trying to figure out yeah. what the character would do. You know, you're trying yeah. to get in their head, so to speak. Um, and it, 
they're often collaborative. Sometimes Doc will write the whole thing. Sometimes I'll write the whole thing. It depends right. on scheduling. But, um, you know, we really try and do our best to, to do justice to the character. But it, de- it also depends on the character. Some, some yeah. of them lend themselves to a particular style of skit. Like I knew the tick was not going to be a, a serious, dramatic, you know, gritty, heavy episode that was going to be, all right, the tick is a moron who has the attention span of a flea. So let's just run with that. And I wrote the, (laughs) I wrote that whole skit. It probably about 20 minutes because it just came so easily to me. And then doc read it and he goes, yeah, this seems about right. So <laughs> that's yeah. that's a that's a favorite of mine uh, for humor. Yeah. But then Roy Harper was like super. I mean, we cried writing it. We cried recording yeah. it. Uh, Roy has gone through so much trauma in his life. So mm-hmm. we run the gamut. Yeah, it's um, no, it, it's really interesting. I whenever I listen to the skits, I always have kind of that in the back of my mind, and I always um. So I listen to when like you when you're playing as a character like what you kind of um, throw at Doc Issues, so to speak, because a lot of it seems like, I know it's not improv at this stage, but um, it seems like you do probe a lot of, uh, you know, you see how far you can kind of push Doc Issues, which I think is great. And and, and he always kind of reacts. <laughs> and so I always imagine in my head, yeah, yeah. So Anthony's passed the script over to, to Doc and he's gone, okay, so this, how am I going to react to this? And so he obviously writes it, but he, he kind of delivers it in a very natural way, like, it's it's good that it, I mean it's amazing that it's a, a script, um, nothing to take away from from Doc's uh, acting abilities. It's pretty good. So, <laughs> well, he re- I mean he reads it and reacts like he would yep. normally do that as a psychiatrist, you know. And mm-hmm. and Doc is certainly he's got his personality. Like I said, we've been best friends for twenty five years at this point. So so I know his personality pretty well. And so we, we play off of each other well, and it gives me an opportunity to flex some acting muscles, yes. uh, some voice acting. You know, I just did, we just did Killer Croc, and so, you know, mm-hmm. that one took a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of figuring out to, to try and get that guttural sound. Um, we did Baphomet, and uh, I did an Irish accent for that one, which I don't know if you're friends with. Uh, I understood that reference. Oh uh, uh, the, yeah, the, the I know of them on there. Yeah, yeah. they're 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 Irish, so yeah. I just sent them, and uh, so I said, you know, please, like, let me tell me tell me how good <laughs> I did. So they said that they're going to re-record the dialogue in their authentic Irish accent and send oh, it to wow. me. So yeah. I was like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna put that up on the show. So it's fun, but I mean, that's the the joy of podcasting is that's how we met, and mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. So no. If we ever do Moon Knight again, we're definitely gonna, or we do anything Moon Knight related. We're, I'm gonna I'm gonna invite you and bring you on, and certainly oh, if well, we do any Australian characters, <laughs> if we do Captain Boomerang, if we cover an episode on Captain Boomerang, I'm calling yeah. you, and, and you're okay. gonna you're gonna play Captain Boomerang. Oh no! Look, if there's an Australian character, what we can do, Anthony, I'd love to do it. You play the Aussie, I'll play the American. I'd love to switch accents. <laughs> let's see, let's see how it all goes. Could be a train wreck, but uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Anyway. It'll be a fun train wreck if that is such a thing. Yeah, uh, and also just finally before we, we move on, I just want to say as well, like you're saying that you know Doc Issues for such a long time, um, that's a lot of the reason why I enjoyed it as well because you guys don't mind slinging shit at each other. I, I find it <laughs> hilarious, but you only get that when you when you know someone so well. So um, I, I think that's um, that's really cool, and you guys have a really good rapport. So um, so listeners definitely check out Capes on the Couch. Uh, it's worth a listen, and and if you like, also if you've actually only heard of Anthony perhaps through our audio serial drama, um, 
then that is just a little a little taster of what Anthony does because he does the skits um, every time in, in yes, Apes on that, the Couch. Yes, that is right. I, I am the voice of <laughs> I am the voice of Sin, Senor Bob. <laughs> uh, si, cabrón. That, that is that is my my role. I am Senor Bob. <laughs> That's it as well. So catch Anthony on Senor Bob. Incidentally, uh, that episode episode thirteen will be coming out hopefully by the end of this month. That's a cracker. I've uh, got Anthony just got just waiting on one one other person to to uh, contribute, and uh, it's all guns a blazing there. So uh, very cool fun. Literally uh, guns a blazing. <laughs> Based uh, on the script. <laughs> uh, also, Anthony, before I guess again. Uh, just a, a few other things. Just want to cover. Get your your take on um, anything of note that you're reading um, over the past say week that you'd like to give a shout out. Recommendations. Um, I I just went to the my local comic shop. I guess about two weeks ago, and I hadn't been there for like a month. So I had quite a stack to pick up uh, on my pull list. Um, even though I don't have that many books on my pull list. Um, I have been thoroughly enjoying the Firefly series from Boom oh. Studios. Greg Pak has Ooh. been writing that now. It's about, I think they're 18 issues in. Okay. And, <clears throat> I mean, it's if you're not a fan of the show, I think it's still an enjoyable comic. But for those of us who enjoyed the show mm-hmm. and, and the movie, um, he really gets the characters – and so reading the stories, you can hear them in your head Nice. when they're speaking. I'm not enamored with the current artist who's been working on it for the last at least six or seven issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my, just, they're my style. It's not my style. Um, what is I, what's I, it? I prefer, like? what, what is it? It's, it's just, it's very rough and sketchy. Uh-huh. Um, which I mean, I, I can see why they went with this particular artist and why it sort of fits the, the aesthetic and the story that they're going for. It's mm-hmm. just me personally. I was, it, when it started, it was a little more, um, defined and a little more refined mm-hmm. the look. And then they've, it, I, again, I don't remember the artist's name. Um, and it's a, at this point, like I said, I'm 18 issues in, so I'm not going to drop it. Yeah. Um, but because uh, I, I, I like the characters and I do like the story, but it's just one of those things where I, I, I don't know. It's just it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, art art can turn me off of a book. I dropped the star the current ongoing Star Wars uh, after the first issue because I said nope. Oh. I, I, um, well, it was very yeah. it, it, and I love Charles Soule's writing. I mm-hmm. would love to get him on the show um, because I loved his run on She-Hulk. Did, did Spoiler alert, him? I know we're going to talk about uh, I've met him at Comic-Con. Yeah, we okay. didn't get an opportunity. I didn't get an opportunity to interview him. I would love to have him on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, I've, I've never I've never had an opportunity to interview Charles Saul. But I, like I said, I loved his work on She-Hulk, and I know we're going to talk about her briefly uh, yeah. for a spell. Um and uh, you know his run on Daredevil is fantastic, and yeah. basically everything he writes is just top notch stuff. But the art in the Star Wars book, I was just like, no, I, I just oh. I can't. It, it was it was very, it wasn't Greg Land, but it had that air of I'm just basically tracing oh, okay. faces, like overly done. Yep. 
overly realistic faces just turns me off the artwork. Um, None of them had porn faces, so it was better (laughs) than Greg Land, but still, um, you know, and I'm also reading uh, Donnie Cates' Thor, which is just, um, as as you would say, cracking fun. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And uh, so that's that's enjoyable. Um, Fantastic Four. Oh, nice. Um, Dance like I haven't. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I've I've picked up the last several volumes of Fantastic Four, and it's always interesting to see where different writers take the characters. Um, I got the first issue of Empire back when that was, you know, um, oh yeah, uh, a thing, and then I I been I forgot to pick up the rest of the. Um, <laughs> the event book so i have no idea what the hell happens okay. um and then obviously i'm picking up the current avengers run with the mm-hmm. age of Conchu. so mm-hmm. um what's your take oh, on and, that? and hawkeye freefall um, oh, oh I just, well, that I would be got the end of yeah. i got the end of hawkeye freefall which was a great short uh series yeah uh, matt thoroughly Rosen- enjoyed that one yeah matt rosenberg um yeah really really good writer i think he'd suit i think i've only read issue one of that but i think he suits the tone of Hawkeye, um, I guess, yes, taking a leap yeah. out of the Matt Fraction run. Um, oh, definitely, it's definitely mm. the the Clint down on his luck, screwing yeah. everything up, and can't get out of his own way, uh, which we talk about in our Hawkeye episode because we did we yeah. did an episode just on the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye. Uh, um, but but back to Age of Conchu, um, yep. I'm <laughs> I I like it. Okay, that's a really good way. <laughs> yeah, you get what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm hoping that the payoff is worth it because I have no idea what the hell is going on, and I just I don't really know what this whole thing of Conchu needing to take over everything to save everyone mm. is all about. And this, he's basically destroying you know new york city and, and the yeah. entire earth just so he can beat mephisto and they need the star brand which admittedly i hadn't been reading the aaron run um prior to the age of conchu i think i picked up maybe one or two issues prior um so i'm sort of out of the loop on that i know that there's the star brand child and tony and carol are fighting over how to take care of her and protect her and apparently she's important to conchu somehow and i I don't know. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair and enough. just yeah, I you know seeing Moon Knight go through all that stuff where he had to he had to fight everybody and beat up all of his friends and take their powers because now all of a sudden he's the Moon guy and and you know Uru is a Moon Rock mm-hmm. so that means mm-hmm. he can control Mjolnir and I was like what yeah. the fuck yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I, my language but <laughs> yeah I, I just I just say it as all I mean like I, I'm. As you say, I I like it. I'm I'm just going to enjoy the ride. I've tuned off all my senses for you know nitpicking any sort of canon because what I I essentially want to have in my head canon is that it will just kind of come and go and it'll be just like a a, a fun tale. There'll be no bearings later on. It will just it's essentially just for me. It's it's an Avengers book. Um, so. You know, manhandle Moon Knight if you want. Um, uh, he'll come out of it. Uh, we'll get a new solo series, and everything's going to be, I think, swept under the rug. I, I reckon. I mean, not only Moon Knight, a lot of characters with with volumes and titles. You know, writers do what they want, and they'll forget certain things. Um, and and I think um, with the new when the new series comes for Moon Knight, 
uh, this won't have much of a bearing. I think it's just kind of like a, a jolly little adventure that happens in the Avengers. Um, and I don't think there'll be anything with, with Conchu to it. I don't think... People are concerned that the TV show will pick up from this. I don't think the TV show will be based on any of this. I think they'll be looking more at the classic oh, no. mold. Yeah, they'll be doing the street-level stuff. Um, this is just like a, you know, a fun little side thing that happens. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's... It, yeah. Anyway, I mean, Jason Aaron is very, very smart and... and um, he he comes up with really neat ideas or ideas that you have at the back of your head and, you know, he fully realises them, you know, like having Moon Knight as the Ghost Rider, the spirit of vengeance, because they're both vengeful kind of avatars, um, all that sort of stuff. Anyway. Um, yeah, that that that's cool. There, there, it's not all bad. There is some cool no, stuff. The Moon Knight, you that's... know, Moon Knight with the flames and everything like yeah. that. That's just a cool image. Yeah. Um, but it's the story, just... like I said, I'm waiting for the payoff. Yeah, oh, look, I, I've maybe resigned the fact that uh, even if there isn't a payoff, whatever it will, <laughs> you know, it will, it will be a story and it's it's enjoyable. It has its merits, but um, the completionist yeah. in me is buying the issues anyway. So uh, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, I was, I might as well read them. Yeah, I was like, wondering, should I get them or not? And after reading the first two issues, I thought, well, I'll just I might get the trade then. <laughs> we'll see how we go. But you know, I'm no Amiga level loony, Anthony. So that's <laughs> so that's uh, definitely in your realm. Uh, anyway, um, let's move on quickly. White noise, no news, loonies. Surprise, surprise. But I just wanted to mention that uh, big news. I th- I think, and I think you'd be quite excited by it as well, Anthony. Um, speaking of Charles Saul, uh, Tatiana Maslany announced as yes. um, Jennifer Walters for the She-Hulk TV show. Now, this is cool. I put this in because uh, we surely will be getting some more news by, about Moon Knight. We got actually more news about Miss Marvel as well, the directors. I yes. unfortunately don't have the names with me, but um, they've been announced as well, so that's pretty cool. Casting will probably be announced later on, um, but Moon Knight. What, what do you think of Tatiana? Um, I have not seen Orphan Black <gasps> myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I, I listen. I, I have a 17 month old. You've got a young yeah. kid. Yeah, There's yeah. only so much time between. Yeah. I, I, you know, full time job. Yep, yep. You know, podcasting yep. and everything. And oh, look, my to, wife would be very annoyed if I just spent yeah. all of my time focusing on. I mean, to be know, anything but her. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, Orphan Black. I only watched like the first two. Maybe got into the season three. All this was pre Finn. And then since then, I haven't watched, <laughs> watched anything. So, yeah, yeah. So, so you get it. So yeah, you absolutely exactly. get it. Uh, yeah. It's one of those shows I will, uh, I'm sure I'll get around to. Uh, and uh, so I've heard nothing but great things. Mm. And uh, listen, if it's important to me that they embody the character acting-wise, I can forgive a little of the aesthetics mm-hmm. as long as they get the vibe. And what, uh, and what I hope is that... They make her, you know, fun and no nonsense, take no shit. I would love to see some legal stuff. I really, I personally think, you know, we were just talking about Charles Soule. I think his run on She-Hulk would make a fantastic story just because it is self-contained. It allows for, um, you know, the addition of of other side characters, you know, Patsy Walker, um, you know uh, who I know we saw in uh, Daredevil, uh, but she's a, she's a big part of it, um, and I, I think 
you you can combine the fun and the legal side and I would like to see at least some fourth wall acknowledgement maybe not a full breaking of the fourth wall but but uh jen is a character that knows she's in a comic book Mm. and can certainly have some fun with that um you know and uh and we did an episode on her too so yeah yeah uh, she's a a very interesting character uh indeed as well i'm i'm starting i've just started to read the john byrne run on marvel unlimited i haven't read the chelsea run i'd like to read that as well i'm going to work my way through it because uh, I'm getting I'm getting amped for um, for this TV show. Yeah, and the, and the dance lot run is yes, also very that. very fun. Yeah, very yeah. super fun. Yep. Love that the dance lot run. So I'm hoping that there's a combination of yes. the Charles Soul and the dance lot. Fun, lawyery, a little bit of ass kicking. Yep. And uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, and I'll, if it leads to a force, ooh, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, I, if I mean, if it leads to any. Uh, just any other affiliation with any other characters in the MCU. Surely they'll have Mark Ruffalo there, of course. Um, I would hope that he would make at least an appearance in the show because mm. you kind of need him to yeah. give her the blood transfusion. So. Yeah, in, in the pilot, hopefully. Um, not dissimilar to uh, maybe Nick Fury and Marie Hill turning up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., something like that. But even actually more intimate because this is Disney+. Plus. It's, um, it's literally... Uh, Marvel Marvel Studios back door or back backyard. So, um, yep. Yeah. So no, uh, very exciting indeed. Oh, I think she'll do a great uh, a great job of it. She has a huge range. Uh, Anthony Orphan Black. She, I mean, you, you know the premise. She she plays multiple characters like clones, uh, all different personalities. So uh, she can do drama, action. She can do uh, comedy as well. She's got good timing. Um, so yeah, yeah, and she's got the charm as well, which I think is. Um, really important so uh, looking forward to that hopefully we'll get something with moon knight by way of casting soon we've already got the showrunners and and the head writer so um from what i understand all the scripts are done what like really i I i thought i read somewhere that the that the head writer said that the writer's room for for moon knight had you know closed and he had a bunch of this was like at the beginning of covid that Mm. that they had finished all the scripts because it's only going to be like I think eight episodes or so it's, okay. you know, it's going to be a short run um, as are all of the, the series on Disney plus. So they finished, they finished God. the script. So as far Jeez. as I know from, from the way that I read it, the scripts are done. They just have to actually, but oh. they finished it and then COVID hit. So it's yeah. kind of put a, you know, a bit of a pause on the production and they've got, I think they're working on getting the directors and I'm sure that in the midst of COVID, they're still working on casting. They just don't have any announcements yet. Mm. But again, with, uh, with Tatiana's announcement, I'm hoping that we can get something soon, uh, for Moon Knight, you know, WandaVision, they, they've basically Mm. confirmed that's coming out at the end of the year. I know, I know they just went back into production for the rest of Falcon and Winter Soldier, Mm -hmm. which I understand had been like 80% done before COVID hit anyway. Yeah, I saw a, I saw, I mean, it didn't reveal much, but I saw a um, a footage of... Instagram pic with Anthony Mackie with the cigar and everything? No, no, no. I saw video uh, video of... uh, um, What's his name? Scott Eastwood? Is is that him? No, no, no. It's not him. It's um, it's um, Russell, um, the the son of Kurt Russell, the, whoever plays U.S. Agent. He. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw him in a, a an action scene, 
Um, so apparently okay. he uses the weapon in a lot more, uh, the, the shield in a lot more of an aggressive manner, which is what we we want to see with US agents. So that looks pretty cool. Yes. Um, Looking yeah. forward to that. So, yeah, I can't wait to, to see that. Uh, yeah, so let's hope, Looney's keep our eyes peeled. Let's all help each other. Oliver Jackson Cohen. Yeah, yeah, I think think he'd be good. I think he'd be great as well. Um, It would be a boon if they get him. Um, But um, I have got my money on either someone that's relatively, maybe relatively unknown, or uh, someone in the TV realm already, I think. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. Um, No Shia LaBeouf. No, 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 Shia LaBeouf please um so anyway loonies let's help each other anyone with information just post it up on our group and on the page uh and let let's get this kind of groundswell happening uh let's get the interest back because it has been a bit of a lull with the pandemic um anyway anthony why don't we take a quick short break and uh when we come back uh let's get into it let's get into it i forgot to mention it's conchu's relics so this is a segment of conchu's relics but in this instance we'll be doing cosplaying um, Moon Knight I've got here. So, Anthony, uh, I will look forward to hearing all your tales after this, after this break. See you then. Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch. Welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 164, and let me paint you a picture. It is a first quarter moon. I'm outside. I'm basking in the moonlight. I've got some crescent darts in my hand. And joining me on the rooftop here, on some deck chairs, I don't know, is Anthony Sitko. <laughs> How are you going, Anthony? Um, it's going great. <laughs> um Anyway, we have got Anthony here. Uh, we just had a, a really cool chat before the break, but we got you here, Anthony, obviously, to talk about your cosplaying, um, in particular, cosplaying Moon Knight. But I just want to expand on that with, with cosplaying in general. So uh, I'm just going to kick off with, yeah, I wonder, are, are, you, a, are you a regular cosplayer? Um, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say regular when I go to New York Comic Con and... Obviously, this year it's not happening, um, but I was a regular at New York Comic Con for, I think, about eight years or so, eight or nine years I've been to the last uh, so Comic Cons, mm-hmm. and uh, I I like to wear comic geeky type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, my wife and I brought, uh, on, on one day, my wife and I brought our then five-month-old son five or six month old son um there and we went as ash misty and baby pikachu um <laughs> and uh so that was a lot of fun but for me cosplaying was always something that i had considered but because of who i am as a person it wasn't the sort of thing that i wanted to do unless i was going to do it you know and i would go to comic-con every year and i would see people just wear you know, like a hoodie of the character. And like, that's, that's fine. I'm not Mm -hmm. slagging that at all. But if I wanted a cosplay as a character, like I wanted to be authentic about it. I wanted to do it seriously and I wanted to take it seriously. And I, 
Um, I wanted to have a body that would fit what the character should look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was always a, a thing that was in the back of my mind. Um, and then, so I, you know, I know we've got it in the, the prompt sheet, but mm-hmm. it just sort of segues into, yeah, sure. yeah. you know, where I was going with it. And then Declan, the, the Declan Shelby Warren Ellis Moon Knight run came out mm-hmm. and the redesigned costume, the black, you know, black and white with the accents and, and everything came about. And I saw that and I said, that I can do. <laughs> yeah. So. Let's hang on, sorry, Anthony. So just um, when you were saying, okay, so um, you saw, you went to cons previously and you saw people cosplaying, but you saw people um, maybe cosplaying with, with minimal stuff, maybe with a, a like, you know, a shirt and, and minimal um, but what made you want to take it a step further and, and actually cos like cosplay? Like, I mean, did, was there something like going out to the cons year in year out, just going, um, I'm starting to dig, seeing these people and appreciating those those big over the top costumes, or was it uh, some of the, some of it is that you know yeah. just um, just the the aesthetic of it, just mm. getting to say like that's really cool, like appreciating the the handiwork yep. that goes into crafting some of the costumes, um, you know, authenticity. And, you know, I mean, we, we talked about it briefly, um, you know, earlier with the, like the voice acting and everything that I do, but I love, I love acting. Mm. And so the idea of getting to, it's, it's a really specific form of playing dress up and getting mm. to act. And so for me, the thought of, of cosplaying was just, it's another version of acting for me. Like, mm. because if I was going to cosplay, then I wanted to play the character. Yeah, so you, know, you are in character. become them. So, yeah, so right. I'm in character. Cool. Like as Moon Knight, um, you know, and I've, I've interacted with several people who cosplayed in character and it was uh, super fun. I think my first con, my first or second con I went to, I had a, a good conversation with somebody who was in character as Deadpool. And, <laughs> Um, so that was an interesting experience, yeah, yeah. Uh, as you can well imagine. And so just the idea, like I said, of, of cosplaying just always intrigued me from a visual perspective, from an mm. acting perspective. So, yeah. and it's something that I, I am going to do, as I said, again, once we can gather in a group of more than five people. Yeah. Yeah. It's- I know, I know you Aussies have COVID under control, but America, <laughs> we're just, you know, we've got people going into Target, starting, you know, like a, a mass mob of 20 or 30 people going into Target with no masks on saying, yep. take your masks off, be free. Oh. You know, this is the shackles of, you know, they're trying to enslave yeah. you with this. And I was we, just like, we've got the same, we've got the same here as well. And we've got the same, we've got people, we've got footage of people having parties, like, you know, hundred strong or whatever, and, and you see it and. So yeah, it's still happening here. Um, it's just yeah, we're we're just smaller scale, but it's still kind of rampant everywhere. Um, well, we haven't you know, Melbourne down south is all kind of all masks, and they've only got um, two hours outside they're allowed, um, and they've got curfews stuff like that. So um, yeah, but um, no, that would be uh, that'd be quite interesting just to interact, I guess, with people at cons as well when they see you. Um, 
especially in character. I mean, thank God no one's dressed up as Bushman. Otherwise, we've just got to keep you guys apart. <laughs> you know, you don't, yeah. don't want Anthony well, coming out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've I've run into several Moon Knight cosplayers, and yeah. uh, you know, and and certainly after the the Shalvi run, even more so. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's always interesting, like I said, to to see the the different takes on how they how they they portray the white you mm-hmm. know white everybody always does white i've never seen anybody in like a silvery sort of thing even mm-hmm. though originally speaking that's what it was supposed to be it was yep. supposed to be silver, silver as you white. and i well know yeah. um but uh you know the like i said the um it's just always it's fascinating and fun because moon knight is not a character that that gets cosplayed a lot so yeah, yeah. um you know you've run into maybe two of them every every major convention whereas you could swing you know swing a dead cat and hit three deadpools and oh, yeah. you know seven harley quins so <laughs> and jokers i'm sure as well but i think the yeah. tv the tv show will go a long way in i think raising that profile so um you, you probably see a lot more more moon nights there um with uh people actually reacting to you as well like there's that that anecdote that you you mentioned alluded to earlier about declan shelby and for those that haven't heard about it, like he he got a photo with you, right? Because he wanted. Yes, yes. Uh, so this, like I said, was right after um, I went to New York Comic Con, which was, God, I think at this point it was probably like 2013 or so, um, 2013, 2014, whenever it was that that his run was finishing up, and so it was like this. I think the second or it was Saturday. That's right. I went on Saturday. Uh, as Moon Knight and so I went up to his table and I had previously gone up to him and I got him to sign a bunch of the books and I was like I'm going to come see you again on Saturday and I got a bit of surprise and and Declan is such a really sweet guy and so Saturday I, I come over to the table and as soon as I'm walking up he he sees me coming and he's like I'm super excited to to he, he doesn't know it's you though, right? Well, he does. No, I mean no, he doesn't he doesn't remember me, you uh, know, by face. Yeah. Um but he's super excited to see somebody as his moon knight yeah. coming coming towards him and he comes out from behind the table and like I said he's such a sweet guy in his his Irish accent. He's like, "Would you mind if I got a picture with you?" And I was like, "Absolutely." <laughs> so yeah. and he's like, "Would you mind pretending to break my wrist?" So um so I I I bent his wrist back and he's like writhing down on the ground. He's like, no. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I posted it to Twitter and I tagged him in it and then it got retweeted a bunch of times so by cool. a bunch of pros. So um, it was super fun. And ever since then, he always remembers me, you mm. know, whenever I, cause he's at New York comic con every year. And every time I come over, cause I always inevitably have some book for him to sign. And he's always like, you're the guy who cosplayed as me. Right. And I said, yes. Yeah. Oh, really? You know, nice. My, my moon night. So yeah. So he remembers me. Like I said, just a, a really, really awesome guy. Um, and since then, I've seen a handful of people cosplay as as the Declan Shalvey Moon Knight. But like I said, that um, that costume was was new. This was mm. you know he, he had it had only been uh, out for like six months. I think at, at New York Com- he had just recently announced that Shalvey was leaving after yeah. issue six. So. Um, so this was like the first New York Comic Con where you could cosplay as that version of Moon Knight. Everybody previously was, if they cosplayed as Moon Knight at all, were doing the all white. The all white, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you got in pretty, you got in pretty, um, pretty quick with that. that that's uh, that yeah. would be memorable, indelible for, for for Shelby to actually see that. That'd be quite impressive. I remember Charles Saul saying 
he was quite impressed that he went to a con and someone um, cosplayed as Blind Spot from Daredevil. And, okay. you know, and he goes, he was a really touched. He was going, wow. Like, I think he tweeted it going, I can't believe someone's um, cosplayed a character I created already. And so oh, I can imagine Declan Shelby, uh, although it didn't create Moon Knight, the costume, just to see it in its physical form would have been a real um, a real buzz for him. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he got super excited when yeah. Moon Knight was in the Spider-Man cartoon and yeah. it was that that costume it was his mm-hmm. costume and he was just like oh i remember him tweeting about it he was like oh my god like they're going with that version of <laughs> the costume so yeah. and um, so and the marvel legends hasbro figure was based on the latest moon well the moon Knight one is based on the shelby one and i remember shelby retweeting the box because it had his, his artwork i think at the back and he goes, I can't believe they're using. I haven't, I haven't picked up the Marvel Legends yet. I, I see everybody in your group as everybody's going. Oh, my Walgreens has this figure. Oh uh, yeah. Has it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, I I'm haven't still... had an opportunity to go out to Walgreens yet. And, uh, and yeah, I'm still, I'm still waiting for mine um, as well. Hopefully, I'll, hopefully I'll get it. And I don't know. It's hard to tell. Might lose it in transit. Um, but yeah. So with the costume itself, as you're saying, uh, relatively new when Declan Shelby came out. Um, uh, you know his series came out with with Warren Ellis. Um, there'd probably be a lot of Mister Knight, I think, cosplayers these days as well. Yes, uh, relatively I've seen several of those. Yeah, I mean, and it's deceptively. I guess it's it's easier to do, but it's it's still hard to do well. I, I guess. I mean, the, the, getting the face mask is is probably the hardest thing, um, and maybe white loafers of, of some description, but. Um, uh, no, certainly. With your with your costume, just constructing it. Now, this is what I really am interested in because not only is it a, a thing, as you say, it's it's an acting a, a portal to to actually um, flex your acting muscles and all that. But there's a little, there's like some skill, some applied skill involved in actually making the costume as well. So, how did you go about doing that? I mean, where do you start? I mean, did you look up videos or something, or had like what do you do? You have ideas and say I can use this thing as a, a chest plate. How did you? So for for creating it um, was was about a three or so month process. Wow. Uh, on and off, um, I started off with the idea because I and again I knew Comic Con was in October and I knew I wanted a cosplay by then. And I, I had just moved back home with my parents. I, was, I had lived in an apartment for two years, and then some financial stuff happened, so I had to move back home to save some money. So I was home, and I was working out every day. I was probably in the best shape of my life at that point. And so I was like, well, if ever there's a time for me to cosplay as a character that's going to require some sort of physical fitness, now is that time. So <laughs> I'm just getting visions of David Finch. Moon Knight, Anthony. No, no, no. I wasn't. No, see, I wasn't the jacked. I wasn't the jacked Steroids. Moon Knight. No, I was yeah. the. I was the. The you know Sinkevich. Yep. Mensch. You mm-hmm. know, live, lean. Mm-hmm. You know, fit, but yeah. not like. <laughs> you know, not the the overly muscled uh, yeah. David Finch version. No, 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 no HGH for me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, so it started off, like I said, with with literally just looking at the comics for mm-hmm. for inspiration, and I was literally, I had the floppies. That was all that I had to to pull from, mm-hmm. and 
So I was looking at individual panels and figuring out, okay, you know, so I started with a black unitard that was, that was basically the foundation for the suit. Um, because I said, all right, I'm going to make it black and then I can put the white accents and the armor, so to speak, over the top of it. And my mother is very, uh, crafty. She's been crafting for, for years. She, you know, sews, knits, works with beads. She did all sorts of stuff. So, um, so she and I looked at the comics and said, all right, what can we do to make these, um, you know, the overlays and the, the chest plate and the, the shins and, uh, you know, the gauntlets on the wrist and so on. And so we came up with, um, I think it's like quarter inch foam. Mm-hmm. And if you, so you can cut it and then you heat it to mold it to a particular shape that you want. And then you glue that onto the, the unitard. Um, so that took a, that was a a sort of a trial and error process, trying to figure out what would work best, what would, you know, look appropriate, what looked realistic, Mm -hmm. um, again, for the chess pieces and trying to figure out, you know, all of the little crescent shapes and how to get the Mm. crescent shapes and also mold them around my arms and my legs, um, you know, the side where there's like this this crescent along the side of the hip, um, that was kind of a, a challenge to, to try and figure out how to mold it around my ass. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the cape was, um, was a fun uh, exercise in uh, craft measurements and trying to figure out you know, how we were going to attach it to the neck yeah. and then how long we wanted it to be I mean, and that, how to get it sort of billowing around. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a really, um, I wouldn't, like, it wouldn't say like a make or break, but that's an important aspect and a really hard thing to do because what I'd imagine is in the comics, you know, the cape and the hood kind of always look pretty cool. But in reality, trying to get that happening is would be a very difficult thing, right? Um so, yeah, it, yeah, there there is a surprising amount of math involved mm. um, in in cosplay, and uh, I, I it's funny because now we're in the point now we're in the time of year where I go and I look back every day on my Facebook memories, and so I see pictures of <laughs> like some of the the making of, uh, nice. you know, the in progress stuff that I had been posting, and I was like, man, I I remember that I remember that time, yeah. uh, it was a, it was a fun time. Um, and, uh, so yeah. And then the, the hood, you know, similarly out of the cloth and then, uh, the mask itself was, was fairly straightforward. You know, there's just a black balaclava mm-hmm. basically, you know, full. How did you do the eye? There. the eyes like that? The eyes were, uh, there was a screen material that we used. So we, okay. we cut it, you know, I basically used, um, I, I looked up basically how to make like Spider-Man mask uh-huh. eyes um, and then just cut it to the appropriate shape that I wanted it. And mm-hmm. then I put like a little bit of the white foam, I think, around the the eyes, you mm-hmm. know, just to sort of frame it. Um, and then uh, uh, while, while we're talking, I'm, I'm actually going into my uh, yeah, yeah. My, my, my pictures yeah. so I can see... Uh, how com- know, how comfortable was it like walking around in it? 
Like it wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. bad at all. Because I'm thinking um, like the foam, yeah. the the molded foam around you. Did you have to be careful? I mean, obviously you can't go doing massive strides. I reckon. I think unless, of course, it's um, quite sturdy. Well, like I said, it's it's something that. Um you know, it was it was a unitard, so it was fairly yeah. it was fairly comfortable. Um, but I mean, you know, like I had underwear on underneath. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I I'm looking looking at the pictures now. the The thing that I I don't want to say regret, but whatever um, is if you look at the original, if you look at Declan Shalvey and you look at the the footwear that Moon Knight has. Ah, uh, yep, yep. Um, the the way the shoes were, or the way his footwear was made there's like a front part that's white but then the 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 midpoint of the foot to the heel and everything is black and so i was like i don't really know how to make that look Uh. accurate because i wanted to make it look like it stepped off the page and the only thing that i could find that looked appropriate (laughs) was crocs that's what i was about to say and so (laughs) yeah i so i i wore fucking crocs for the Moon Knight cosplay, and I was about, that is to I was, this day something that I'm like, oh, I wish I could have found something else. Well, I was about to say, Anthony, because I was just having a little look at my uh, Marvel Legends figure as well, and it does look like he wears Crocs as well. So yeah, I think you've you've hit it right on the nail there. Like that's the probably the closest thing that you can come up with, short of actually coloring in. I don't know some boots at the back or something. Yeah, so, short of short of literally hand creating yeah. my own footwear yeah. which i was not about to do that was a line that i just yeah, yeah. was not gonna cross yeah um but uh yeah it yeah. was uh, like i said it was a lot of a lot of math involved a lot of sewing i still remember the smell of the um of the foam and the glue gun <laughs> <laughs> because i spent i spent hours yeah. at my parents kitchen table um you know, mm. it, it, my parents' kitchen table was covered in my cosplay for <laughs> months on end because we were just like, yeah. well, we'll just eat dinner in the living room then watching TV, <laughs> which we mostly did anyway. But I was just like, I'm sorry, I need the space yeah. to to work on the cosplay. And I mean, I was I was single. Um, I, I didn't have a kid then. Yeah, yeah. So that was how I spent my, my free time. Yeah, yeah. You know, did, so... Did you have... Um... I, did you have like uh, accessories, like um, weapons and stuff? Did you? I had. Uh, I, I think I had velcroed. I had some some crescent darts along the hip okay. that I could pull off. You know, they had a little piece of velcro on them, so I could pull them off yeah. and throw them. You know, if I so chose. Yeah. Um, but uh, but for the most part. Um, that was it, yeah. Oh, and uh, did I have something else? Did I have... Do you uh, have a staff or a truncheon? Um, I, I think I had a truncheon. I think I had a truncheon, had a truncheon okay, yeah. um, which is basically just like a piece of PVC pipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the, just very straightforward. Yeah. Um, but, no. yeah, no no staff. Because I don't think they would have allowed me into... To, the the comic-con with that or they would have had to put you know yeah there's all restrictions on weapons and stuff yeah, so yeah I, no, I wanted absolutely. something very very simple and and uh basic so yeah. i mean we we don't have like big conventions over here but we do have a couple every now and again this is again pre-covid 
Uh, and I remember on the news once they pulled up a guy. He was waiting at the train station. He was fully decked out as Deadpool, and he had um, he had like the the um, katanas, and he had like fake guns and stuff. And the police actually came up to him, just questioned him, and he said, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to a comic con." Um, but I thought that was pretty funny how like. I mean, it's potentially kind of pretty dangerous. People walking around with with potential weapons, um, maybe. Yeah, probably, especially yeah. especially in New York City. Yeah. You know, obviously, uh, if somebody's walking around the streets with weapons and swords strapped to them, yeah. they get a side eye. But if it's you know, if it's the first week in October every <laughs> year, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, everybody goes, "Oh, this is just Comic Con." That's another Comic Con. You know, this yeah. is when the the weirdos come out, uh, <laughs> come out of their parents' basement. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. Did, you, know, did you up like that? Um, did you like again? I'm only thinking because of like COVID again. Um, comfort, like with the mask on. Did you find um, after a, a few, um, like half an hour, or so you had to kind of take it off? Or how was it like kind of walking around? Did you were you in character the whole time or? Or um... um, I did some stuff in character, and then I was walking around just sort of. Because I was still going around, I wanted to do all my regular Comic Con things. I just wanted to do them like as Moon Knight, yeah, yeah. Um, or you know, while wearing a costume. So um, it was uh, it was pretty cool. I got to meet. I think that year was the year that I met. Um, I think I met uh, who's um, Jim Starlin. Oh wow! Um, Jeez. Yeah, he he was there. I got so I got him to sign. Um, the uh the infinity gauntlet uh, oh nice awesome wow um, holy moly uh so it, it was it was 2012 it was the 2012 so yeah um so i got to was it 2012 was that the year 2012 wow no i'm sorry no i'm sorry no 2013 it was 2013 okay. yeah yeah 20 um i'm sorry 2014 i'm i'm sorry i'm looking i'm looking through my pictures now yeah, yeah. um I met uh, I met Doug Mensch that year. Um, oh, cool! How, how was he? He was, like... at, he was at the Marvel booth. I only got to meet him like very very briefly. Okay, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't anything that I got to spend a lot of time with. Um, but I met Jim Starlin uh, as Moon Knight, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I said, I'm looking through my my photos oh, now, and, and I I, yeah. I do I do see somebody else a picture of somebody else dressed as the Shalvi Moon Knight. So oh. we got our picture taken together. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, the same. I'll, I'll, send the them, I'll send them to you. So yeah, okay. Can, can we so post? You can, you can, can I post them? them to yeah. The, yep. I, okay. I met Bill Sienkiewicz as Moon Knight. That's um, awesome. Far out. I'd love to speak. I think to I Bill. met. I think I met Brian Michael Bendis as Moon Knight, or I met him that year. Oh, man. But I did not have him sign the <laughs> Moon Knight <Okay>. run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Brian. Uh, I think I'll take a hard pass. Thank you. Thank you. I'll get signed for you. Uh, hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. I okay. had I am signed something else because I was just. Oh, he's you know. yeah. Daredevil. He's fantastic. Daredevil. Uh, Spider Woman's fantastic as well. Um, yeah. So with other cosplays, like again, my my knowledge is very limited, um, but I'm only going off the back of the Australian comic cons we have here. Um, is there any provision for for cosplayers to convene during the convention? Um, and because they have that over here, there's like a like a pre meet thing, I think, where they invite they are they they open the invitation to cosplayers to you know they're all meeting at this particular 
particular place, you can kind of like meet other cosplayers. Is that the same over there? Or they they do have a lot of that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, in New York Comic Con, there's always cosplay contests. Marvel has yes. has a yes. big, at their booth. They always have a big cosplay contest, which I uh, entered as Moon Knight. Um, so that was that was fun. I don't remember who won, but you know they basically have you come up on stage yep. and. So you went you up know, on stage uh, as well. Like I, I got to go up on stage. Cool. Yeah, I was nice. waiting in line uh, with a guy who basically was he went as Matt Murdock. Um, okay. And I mean, I'll, I'll send you the picture because I got it. And I got pictures with him as well. He is the spitting image of like <laughs> Matt Murdock. Really? He's got the red hair. He had the, you know, he had the, the sunglasses, yeah. the cane, the whole, the whole bit. This was pre um, pre Netflix, right? So he's doing the comic version of Matt Murdock. Yeah, this was well, 2014, I think was. Is it? I think Daredevil had like you know maybe season one had come out. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, right, jeez. Uh, or it was about to come out. So, yeah. um, maybe it was Charlie Cox. Okay. No, it was it wasn't Charlie Cox, <laughs> okay. but uh, but no, it was it was super fun. But uh, so I got to go up on the Marvel stage, and nice. so you know they give you like fifteen seconds, whatever, to do anything. So I go up there, and you know I I throw a couple fists, and then I start looking around, and I, I like I remember like grabbing my head and going oh, like, nice. "Can't you?" <laughs> nice. So Actually- you know, sort of racked with. With yeah. psychosis or whatever. Actually, Conchu would be a. I don't know. Have you seen any bird skull people? Like, oh yes, I have? not wow. in person, but I have seen people dressed. I have seen like pictures of people online cosplaying as Conchu yeah. with the skull. I saw somebody cosplay as the from issue three or four of the Shabby Run with where he's. Where Moon Knight is decked out yeah. in the bones and the skull, wow. I saw somebody cosplay as that Moon Knight. Holy I was like, moly. "Fuck, that's Jeez. amazing!" That, yeah, I was yeah. like, "That is, that's dedication that right is there, cool. son. That's nuts." I mean, like um, realistically, that I mean, it works in a comic book, but like to see that, like, that'd be really hard to pull off. My God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so that's one of the things where you know, even before, even for the show, I'm like. I wonder what they're going to do to make the costume mm. look realistic because yeah. I, I think they've done a, they've done an amazing job in the MCU so far yep. of translating costumes to something that works that doesn't look stupid. Yeah. You know, and cartoony. Yeah, look, I'm going to give it... I'm Even gonna... the Netflix series, I thought, got it Got it. Yeah, well Netflix done, was... You know, with I Daredevil mean, and stuff. Daredevil's costume's awesome. I mean, and that was admittedly the only real costume. Um, if, if you count the season two with Iron Fist, they, we did get the yellow mask, but albeit in, in like a, um, a a blast from the past kind of flashback thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, but that would be... Um, yeah, no, that would be really cool. I want to give a shout out to um, one of uh, the other loonies we've had on the show as well, Caden Batera. Um, he's a filmmaker. Uh, he has done a second fan film, exactly on the Prowler, Hobie Brown, but it has Moon Knight in it, um, and uh, his Moon Knight costume is really cool. So, uh, if you think that if you have any reservations that um, the Disney Plus will have problems with the the costume. 
uh, Caden has proven them wrong, a really cool one there. I, I might try to shoot up a uh, an image of that. Um, really, really good stuff, and it's a classic one as well. I think it's a just a um, with slight modifications, a bit of bit of armor here and there, um, but yeah. really, really good stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess also as well, Anthony, just asking. Um, so this was your first. Was this your first cosplay as Moon Knight? Yes. Yeah, that was the first cosplay. Yep. And so you got a taste for it as well. You mentioned uh, just recently. Sorry, you mentioned Misty Pikachu, and what did you um, cosplay? I was Ash. Ash, as in um, Evil Dead. Ash Ketchum. Yeah. No, 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 no. Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. Oh, po- okay, sorry, I, I don't know Pokemon. I actually was assuming it was Misty Knight. Pokemon, no, no, Pikachu, no, no, and no. someone Ash, else. Ash and Misty oh, okay. from Pokemon. Right, right, right. And right. then you know, my son, we've got him in a little Pikachu costume. So nice. Um, so obviously, you've got the taste for it. Um, apart from from uh, Pokemon, what other what other cosplays would you love to do if you had the opportunity? Oh my goodness! Um, I would love to do Captain America as my other favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, which which uh, there's so many versions though. Which version? Yeah, I know. Um, I I I mean, I think the MCU version is probably um, mm-hmm. you know easier to pull off just from a, a design standpoint. But I'd love to try and see if I could do something comics accurate. I would really have to bulk up for that. Um, Cap, a Cap Wolf. The other Cap Wolf is that <laughs> just throwing it out there. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll be going as Cap Wolf. Although I'm fairly certain if I did go as Cap Wolf, yeah. I would be the only Cap Wolf cosplayer <laughs> yeah. at that Comic Con potentially in history. Um, the other one, the other fun idea that I've had, um, and this is like semi obscure, is I don't know how familiar you are with the comet, uh, the comedian uh, Eddie uh, Eddie Izzard. Yes, Eddie yes, Izzard. yeah, yeah. Um, he does the whole bit about uh, Darth Vader on the the Death Star in the Death Star Canteen, and okay. uh, uh, it's it's hilarious. Anyway, somebody did put a a Lego version like of Darth Vader. They took his his skit and then they made a a video a stop motion video with Legos to the the soundtrack. So they're sort of playing it out, you know, with Darth Vader talking to this hapless Death Star Canteen uh, worker. And I would love to cosplay, and this is like totally obscure, and I don't know how many people at the con would even get it, but as a Lego Darth Vader with a name tag that says, my name is Jeff, and walk around with a lunch tray, a wet lunch tray, just to see like the three people at the convention that would understand that reference. I was about to say... I was like, surely there'll be someone there that will. I'm sure somebody there would be like, oh my God, you're, you're, you're Jeff Vader. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Jeff Vader. He's head of catering. No, 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 I'm, I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> I, 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 kill, I can kill you with a thought. For, for I'm, I'm the Dark Lord of the Force, which is very strong within me. I could, I, I could kill you with this lunch tray. I could, I could hack at your neck until the, the, the little bits of blood come out. It's, it's a hilarious <laughs> bit. Go check it out on YouTube. Nice. Um, that would be the inspiration for... And obscure because that's that's who I am as a person. I mm. want to go obscure, yeah, 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 and then see if there's anybody there that gets it. Somebody the one year at Comic Con went as Snowflame, and I don't know if you're familiar mm. with the character Snowflame. No. He was from, uh, I want to say Teen Titans. Okay, very controversial character. He only made an appearance in one issue. Um, 
this is like 1982, 83, pretty sure this is like pre-crisis. Uh, he's, he gets powers by snorting cocaine. Oh, wow. I'm not making that up. Wow. I'm not making that up. Snow flame. Wow. Snow flame. <laughs> he gets, he, he's like some, he, he worships some like Central American or South American god. Mm-hmm. And he gets his powers from cocaine. Wow. And so somebody went to the, to Comic-Con as Snowflame. And <laughs> every time somebody recognized them, like they went like, ah, the power! something like that. Like whatever it was, like they, they snorted a line off yeah. their hand and like went into a rage. And I was like, holy shit, this is nuts. Yeah, um, yeah. It would be, like I said, yeah. some, something like that where you just yeah. like, you want, I, I, I don't know. I would love to, to get obscure stuff that like nobody cosplays as um it, it would be a buzz for you and for them i think because can you imagine like if you have you happen to be a fan of say Snowflame, to see someone just walk through the door you'd just be going awesome like i'm not alone <laughs> and all that so <laughs> you know it's like a arrested development there are dozens of us dozens <laughs> yeah you know uh, another another just random one I would love to do would um, would be Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, is, uh, I'm highly recognizable, I reckon. So yeah, that that would be pretty cool. And I I remember one year I went to Comic Con and somebody was cosplaying as the Macho Man and they were in character like the full like I'm talking full blown. They had the cape. Yep. They had the scepter, the crown, the whole thing, and like, uh-huh. the tassels and stuff. And they were oh, the oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's the Macho Man. <laughs> <laughs> snap into a slim jim dig it so that, i remember uh, that him be, far that out fun that would be fun for me to do yeah i would need to be i would need to be in you need uh, to roy very up. very incredible shape and talk about cocaine i mean <laughs> yeah, you know i'd exactly. have to, to snort half a kilo just to get the energy needed <laughs> oh yeah cream rising to the top <laughs> I, I could probably supply you the sunnies but that's probably about it <laughs> for that that, <laughs> that costume um you know that's awesome they, i mean that that's great any any um chance of of re revisiting moon knight in, in the future perhaps or i have the costume mm-hmm. it is still it is uh we vacuum sealed it um and awesome. i still have the costume and the crocs um <laughs> the crocs <laughs> for better or worse and uh so it, it, they're up in my attic right now yeah. um maybe if i ever get back into shape i don't know what i don't know what the shape of the costume is at this point like i said we, we vacuum mm. sealed it um it's been sitting in a bag for years now um so maybe maybe i might revisit the costume or i might Surely do a different be. a different take on yeah the the moon knight costume or maybe mr knight i don't know well, I, I don't know like i said we'll we'll see when the when the pandemic depends on what time and finances yeah exactly and and like when the pandemic kind of like eases restrictions ease and uh and the show comes out as well you know you, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to carry that torch there anthony and, and, and wear it nothing says kicking ass like a pair of crocs as well so <laughs> so, um, so polish those bad boys that's and... the first time that sentence has ever been uttered <laughs> yeah. in the history of the english language <laughs> yeah uh so you know just shine those shine those bad boys and, and slip them on uh <laughs> that'd be pretty cool uh no anthony um, a, a huge thank you for, for sharing with us your your cosplaying experience uh, i'm glad to hear that uh, there's there's many more that sounds like in the future 
um, and potentially of Moon Knight as well. Um, so uh, absolutely, keep us keep us in the loop if if there are any any more developments. Uh, even even if you do the Randy Randy Savage, um, I'd love to get that in, in oh, and yeah. around <laughs> our ITK group. Um, but make yeah. it happen. <laughs> um, no, but but a huge thank you um, for sharing everything with us. No, no, no problem. It's it's a joy as always. You know, uh, love uh, love talking to you guys. Um, you know, anytime. Uh, you know, and if we're ever going to do another one of those like uh, sidekicks episode where we kick you yeah, out and we absolutely we rank. You know, I know we we rank the artist uh, yeah. whenever you want we're us doing to the come writers. back and yeah to to do uh, you know another train wreck of a of a <laughs> shit show. And <laughs> I was do about the to say, writers. I was about to say, I, I might have to sit in on this one. <laughs> just, <laughs> just if only just to uh, to keep uh, keep tabs on you guys. But no, that's all right. Um, yeah, that, was, that was a shit show and a half. Oh, that was no, that was fun. <laughs> I, I laughed all the way to work on that. So um, that, that was um, really cool. Um, before we we mentioned on the top of the show as well, where can people find you on Capes on the Couch as well? Where's the best way to contact you and and catch a show? Well, our show is available on pretty much every uh, podcatcher. We I just got word we are now on the Amazon Music. I know that oh, they just nice. added podcasts and and my distributor allowed sort of a one click so you can find this now on the Amazon. But we're pretty pretty much wherever you find podcasts, that's where we are. Just do a search for Capes on the Couch. Our website is capesonthecouch.live. You can go there and you can check out all of our episodes uh, coming up on 100. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Capes on the Couch. Very active on Twitter. Fairly active on Facebook. Working on the Instagram part. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's the one that we are least active on. We have a Discord server as mm-hmm. well. Uh, and I know that you do uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you can find our links uh, yeah. pretty much in the show notes. The link to our Discord server is in the the show notes to all of our episodes so you can check that out we mm-hmm. have a patreon patreon.com slash capes on the couch we have a t public as well so if you go to tpublic.com you can search for capes on the couch and you can find uh t-shirts you know cups everything with our logo we've got we've got a couple of different um available options there Ooh, i did the see website. i did see some designs that one of the i don't know if it's like a new one now but it came out recently you had a redesign of your um of capes on the couch uh, a friend of yours did she did the graphic design? Um, yes, yes. Uh, Emily, who is yep. the daughter of Kate, the host of Ignorance Was Bliss, which is another fantastic show. Um, Emily is a graphic designer, and she designed us. Why? Because comics, which is an <laughs> expression that we use at least once an episode on our show to sort of explain some of the bat shittery that happens uh, in in various stories that we cover. It's something that just is completely outlandish and can't really be explained. But it, why is it there? Because comics. <laughs> so that's sort of, uh, it's it's our catchphrase for explaining all of the, the unexplainable. Um, so I think that covers about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, want to also give a shout out to our fellow mental health Avengers, uh, Popcorn Psychology, Pop Psych 101, uh, Freudian Sips, and Guardians MH. We're actually going to be recording an episode later tonight where we're getting the Mental Health Avengers back together to discuss nice. mental health and the prison system. Wow, and okay. We're going to get into uh, defunding the police. We're going to get into recidivism. We're going to talk really... Really heavy topics, which is what sort of, you know, we we discuss as the Mental Health Avengers. So looking forward to that. uh, So you can check out all of our uh, all of our friends over there. Yeah, I am. I'd really have to endorse that as well. Like I haven't actually um, truth be told, I haven't 
um, caught any of the episodes, but I have seen them or heard them on the Mental Health Avengers um, that have uh, popped up a few, a couple of times on Capes on the Couch as well. Really interesting stuff. I urge you guys um, to uh, check them out as well. Uh, Popcorn Psychology. They they do it via um, via movies, right? Instead of instead of yes, comic Popcorn books. Popcorn Psychology yeah. covers covers movies. Pop Psych does sort of general movies, mm-hmm. TVs, etc. Um, Guardians MH covers video games. And Freudian Sips doesn't cover pop culture so much. They just more cover general psychology, but it's a mother-daughter mm-hmm. uh, combo. They're both therapists, and they're just a, a hoot and a half to listen to. So Yeah, I, I love it. I love the fact that um, it's tied into pop culture because a lot of people obviously are very invested in pop culture into what they like, their fandoms as well, and why not take it that step further uh, and and delve into, I guess, deeper deeper subjects. So, um, so check them all out as well. Again, everything will be in our show notes as well, um, and you can access things via the Capes on the Couch uh, show notes too. Uh, so a big thank you to Anthony for joining. It's been a hoot. You can also catch Anthony as well. A, a last little shout-out on our upcoming audio serial drama, episode 13, The Hunt for Conchu's Golden Scepter. Um, I think it's subtitled "Apep is Coming." It's um, I can't remember, but it's it's a hoot. It's going to have Anthony in there as Senor Bob, and uh, and a couple of other characters there: Colcase, Geronimo, and Serpent Mike. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, to these guys. They've been uh, running around in in the safe house, getting away from the agents of Set. So a lot of fun. You can catch Anthony Anthony there, as well as obviously Capes on the Couch, and go check. It's it all out. <laughs> it all out. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have a doozy trying to choose which death. Oh, actually, hang on. Sorry, I shouldn't say anything. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> which of the options you've given me, Anthony? That's all I'm saying. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> next phase, loonies. Uh, episode 165. We are returning to a new comic book review, Avengers 36. That will be, I think it's part four of The Age of Conchu, written by Jason Aaron, drawn by Javier Garon. Uh, keep your eyes peeled out there. I'll hopefully have a co-host to help dissect this baby and see how we go with uh, the second last part of this arc. Uh, so that will be next week on 165. Forget about the phase of the moon. It's a new book, um, so new comic book, so we're doing that. Um, finally... Patrunis, as as always, or, or Patreon members, please consider becoming a patron. Please consider becoming a Patreon member or a Patruni. Patreon.com slash ITK Moon Knight. Uh, check it all out. Some bonus bonuses and incentives there. You too can catch Anthony and I go grabbing a refreshment. <laughs> it's um it's uh well <laughs> worth your while. Actually having said that, it, it doesn't sound like that at all. Anyway, no, it's it's a lot of fun. A lot of bonus uh bonus content. Uh sponsored by also Hello Headphones, as I said at the top of the show. Please use code ITK Moonlight um to get ten percent off their online store. Go go pick up yourself another pair of headphones or check out Dreamland Comics. Use the code Moon and get a big twenty percent off your back issues. If you want to top up your Moon Knight collection, if you want to um, get your obscure uh, Moon Knight appearances or cameos, go check out Dreamland Comics. They're the ones for you. Also, affiliate members, Entertainment Earth. See if you can get your Walgreens Moon Knight from there. I don't know if you can, but there's a whole lot of other great stuff there as well. I've got my eye on Spider Man, uh, the animated series. Um, figures which look really good indeed Uh, and finally the collective we're part of the collective please check out not only us 
not only Anthony's show as well, the Capes on the Couch, they are they are collective adjacent, of course, but um, also check out the other shows such as EMP, Earth's Mightiest Podcast, or I Am Your Target Demographic on YouTube, or of course our good friends Inner Demons, a Ghost Rider podcast. And of course you can catch us or contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know if you're a cosplayer as well. Let us know if you have had any fun anecdotes cosplaying, uh, meeting any of the industry greats or actually interacting with other cosplayers. Email us on itkmoonight at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook on the page uh, and we have a group. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal. We have a website as mentioned, we're on Patreon, and we're on Podchaser as well. Speaking of Podchaser, if you want to leave a review, um, please be so kind as to do so on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. It just helps us get out there a little bit more. Uh, Once again, Anthony, a huge thank you. Uh, You've got a big day ahead. It's the start of the day for you. It's the end of the night for me. Yeah, it's uh, it's always you know interesting and fun chatting with you, uh, literally across the other side of the world. And God bless technology for letting us do this. Yeah. But you need some sleep. Uh, frankly, I do too. I did not sleep that oh, great no. last night. My my son slept through the night. It wasn't his. Oh, fault. good. Okay. Um, it was just brain weasels. Brain weasels. So uh, restless, restless thoughts, um, stuff like that. I don't know restless legs. Eve, Eve has restless legs. My partner. So uh, I thought I'd just share that. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, a big thank you, Anthony. My wife snores. So yeah. <laughs> let's share. Let's share uh, with our loonies. As always, make country watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.